Emotions that happen during a mediation and how to handle them. Hello, my name is Martin Ellis from Ellis Mediation Limited. This podcast examines the different emotions that people feel before and during a mediation and considers how they should be handled. I should start by saying that it is impossible for someone to enter into a mediation without feeling some or all of the emotions described below. Emotions simply prove that we are human, and showing some emotion is okay. It just has to be handled in the right way. There are four emotions to discuss. So let's start with the most obvious emotion that most people will feel. Emotion one, anger. You may well feel angry with the other party. They may not have done what they promised to do for you, or the work they have done is of poor quality. Sometimes it is a bit of both. You don't want to be in a mediation, but it is a better option than going to court. These are perfectly understandable emotions if you are feeling that you have been treated unjustly. But what should you do about how you feel? There are two points to consider. Maybe it is a cliche, but it is still true. Don't get mad, get even. Getting angry won't in itself change anything. What you need to do is to calmly think about how best to proceed, especially the minimum that you need to achieve to walk away from the mediation with a deal that you can live with. To do that, think about what the best alternative would be that you could expect if the mediation did not take place. That is your best alternative to no agreement B-A-T-N-A or BATNA. It allows you to compare the minimum you need to get from the mediation to what is likely to happen without a mediation. At first glance, it feels like a strange way to think about what you need from a mediation, but it works as it acknowledges that the mediation process requires people to compromise, so the minimum someone needs from a mediation is a more relevant question than it may first appear. The maximum that they would like from a mediation is already known. It is the BATNA or minimum that needs to be identified. The second point is a simple one. Never make a decision when you are angry, which is easy to say but much harder to do. Let the red mist clear before you make any decisions, particularly any decisions that you cannot change or cancel. Emotion two, taking the moral high ground. When you feel hard done by and you enter into a process in order to try to resolve the dispute, whether it's going to court or entering into a mediation, it is easy to take the moral high ground by declaring that I am pursuing this as it is the principle that matters. Most people have felt like this at some stage during a court case or a mediation case. It gives us a feeling of moral superiority that we are defending right against wrong and so it gives us strength for the fight ahead. All of this is very understandable. Feeling moral superiority is a basic human trait and is not easily overridden. Having said that, I have heard a long-standing mediator succinctly sum up the problem that the moral high ground approach brings. The mediator said, you can be a martyr or you can take the money, but it's very difficult to do both. In other words, the compromised nature of mediation means that if you follow the moral high ground approach, 
At some stage, you are likely to face a choice between sticking to those principles or agreeing to a mediated settlement. Despite all the good intentions of sticking to their principles, the reality is that nearly all people choose to compromise to agree a deal rather than sticking to their principles. I should add that I don't mean this to sound as criticism of people who intended to stick to their principles, but rather to acknowledge the reality that it is difficult to stick to those principles without putting a mediated agreement at risk. Emotion 3. Putting what has happened so far behind you. Maybe this is a result of the first two emotions discussed already, but many people find it hard to consider an offer from the other party in isolation, putting to one side everything else that has gone on in the dispute so far. When a genuine offer is made, every mediator has heard responses such as, well, how can I take their offer seriously given that how they have acted so far? Or, how can I let them get away with not paying me everything that they owe me? These types of comments always feel to me like one of those Tom and Jerry cartoons where Jerry has an angel on one shoulder and a devil on the other shoulder, one giving positive advice and the other negative advice. For the person in the mediation, the negative thoughts are because they are listening to the devil voice in their head telling them why they should not trust the other party. It is as if they need some kind of proof that they should trust the other party. Of course, it is almost always impossible to give them the proof that those types of thoughts require. In the end, it is the task of the mediator to convince one party that the other party is sincere when they make an offer and to put those negative thoughts to one side, mainly by reminding them that by entering into the mediation process, all parties have clearly demonstrated their commitment to enter into the process in the spirit of trust and goodwill. It is often a message that has to be repeated a number of times before it sinks in. Emotion 4. Reluctantly agreeing to an offer. People aren't always happy to agree to offers in a mediation. They, they agree because accepting the offer allows them to close the dispute and to move on with their life, but they don't always do so with any pleasure. This is totally understandable and should not be a surprise. A lot of people enter into mediation believing that their case is 100% right, that they will get everything they want from the mediation. Not surprisingly, that is rarely the case. The question is how much the mediator should be concerned about how that party feels. I think the mediator should be concerned and the way for the mediator to acknowledge this is to remind the party reluctantly agreeing to an offer about the alternative. If they went to court there would be a high degree of uncertainty that they could end up with a lot less than the offer they have agreed to in mediation let alone the time it would take to get to court and the cost of a court hearing. They should concentrate on what they have gained from the mediation settlement rather than what they might have gained if the case had gone to court. Another mediator once said that a sign of a good mediated settlement is that both parties go away slightly unhappy, which sounds odd but which makes sense if you think about it. It is exactly why I avoid using the word happy when describing how people feel about a mediated settlement. In most cases, they won't be happy. Maybe the best description we can hope for is content. We hope that you have enjoyed this podcast. 
If you have any questions or if you have a dispute where we may be able to help you, please contact us by phone or email or via our website. Phone number is 01604 372385. Email martin at ellismediation.co.uk. Our website is www.ellismediation.co.uk. Thank you for listening. And until the next time, goodbye.